It is the bonus episode of the Jedi Sorter. I am your host, Jay, and joining me again is our co-host, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Jay. So <laughs> the the easiest content that any podcaster can have <laughs> is to talk about power rankings. And how this. how could we do a first episode without that, Patrick? Uh, impossible. <laughs> Can't be done. Okay. Uh, actually, I... Uh, since we're the focus of the podcast really isn't necessarily competitive play. It's, it's about having fun. The first uh, topic I wanted to talk about wasn't necessarily a power ranking, but more of a fun ranking. And so Patrick, what would you say are uh, in the core box? That's, that's all I've played with so far. Um, What would you say are the power rankings not the the fun rankings you have of of outliers that you would say are especially fun to play or outliers of ones that uh we'll say are, are not your favorites to play mm-hmm. yeah great great question i really enjoy the framing of this too um what is the most fun to play i i have played i've played all of it i've played i've played everything um, so far from the core box the the character that i think i have the most fun with uh is asaj ventress she is pretty wild i uh i really really love that force push i don't think i don't think i could be talked into loving anything else more than that force push it's it's so it's so exciting uh <laughs> getting to really get get that uh going and the amount of impact it has and just seeing um seeing plans unravel before your opponent's face just from that one one ability it's it's worth it's worth the two force points for sure i think that is that is my favorite what about you what was so (laughs) i would say I, i probably have two that I especially love. Um, one of them is also going to be Asajj. She's so great. She is. And one of, one of the parts of her that I particularly like, you mentioned the force push. Um, that's, that's obviously the part that I, I probably liked the most about her, but it's also the fact that, um, on, and, and granted, I, I've only, I think played one game with her at this point, but on, on at least one of the sides of her stance card, um, it's, it felt like pretty early on in her, uh, success chart, there was the, you, you were able to trigger an activated ability for free. And so the ability to do that for free, and then I'll spend two, uh, I, I'm assuming, am I remembering right? Can you do pay for it even after you do the the free one? Um, so with, uh, with that free action, it doesn't get to, uh, supersede the once per activation. Okay. So you would only get to force push the one time per activation. But if you go about your activation in such a way where you make an attack, hopefully you have enough successes to get to that free action, then you can force push them away. Maybe do some damage, etc., and then you can be a little bit more efficient with your your force points further into the the struggle. But it's still still pretty pretty great, pretty great. 
Yeah. The other, the other one that I really enjoyed because <laughs> I, uh, probably because I'm a bad man, um, <laughs> was playing Anakin. Ugh. And, and part of that is, you know, he's, he's one of the few characters that can do the attack, attack mm-hmm. strategy mm-hmm. because of his, his, uh, force power that lets him immediately do an attack. Um, and the other part of it is that his his damage track just deals so much damage compared to a lot of the other characters. So much. That yeah. it it kind of feels like, at least so far, there's there's very few characters that can survive an attack attack from from Anakin. Yeah, I and that that they captured that really well. Uh I mean, all a lot of the source material that I've seen, he's he's a bit of a juggernaut. So they they really did a good a good job of of making it feel like he is a juggernaut. I I, I don't I think practically every time you had him uh, mixed up in melee with with any of my characters, it just took the one the one action. You didn't even get to use mm-hmm. the second one a number of times. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and obviously he has. An ability where if he gives a wound to a, a primary or a secondary character, um, he'll he'll gain a victory point, mm-hmm. um, which obviously combos well. Um, and I, I do think it's it's interesting that you know there's there does have to be some level of balance between the characters, even though you know they are that this isn't a game of perfect balance. But you don't don't want things to be, you know, so swayed one way or the other that people feel like, well, if if I'm going to try to win the game, then I have to play X character. Right. Um, and and I I don't feel that Anakin is in that category at all. I I do think that it is a pretty big disadvantage to not have any range attacks. Um, I also think that if you are um, you know, one of the strategies that you can potentially pursue with Anakin is, uh, you know, if you activate him and then you activate when, when you draw his card and then you activate him again, when you draw the shatter point card, that will, um, he's, he can be potentially a very focus intensive character. Mm-hmm. And so then that means that your other models potentially aren't performing as well and i think that that's an interesting balance dynamic that um that i like about the the force pool mechanic in the game in general yeah i i think that's a really good point he has to to play play nice with that pool otherwise the the rest of of your team yeah may just not be as effective and there aren't a lot of examples um from some of the the Galactic Republic characters where they get to refresh the force points as much as, as I see in the Separatist Alliance characters. Like Asajj can refresh, right. Dooku can refresh, uh, Django can refresh. So you have to be a lot more mindful with a powerful character like Anakin because you can let it, he can kind of get away from you if, if, you, uh, if you're just not paying attention to what you want to do later in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about the character? Are there any 
characters that you would say you, you don't enjoy playing as much as the others so far? <clears throat> Excuse me. I I think that the uh I think Gar Saxon is okay for for how I, I've been playing. He he's fine. Um he doesn't wow me quite the way that Bo Katan does. I think Bo Katan's really cool. Um and the Super Commandos similarly um, I think they're they're pretty cool, but I would much rather have Sharpshooter than Impact uh, for for them. Um, but I think we're kind of, for me it's it's sort of like if I have to put them in in an order. Ultimately, I I really have enjoyed all of it, but I would reach for um, Clan Craze or Bo-Katan, I think before I reach for Gar Saxon and the Super Commandos. Yes, one of the things I've been thinking with it is that I think in general, probably the the units that I I enjoy playing a little bit less are probably the droids. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. They they can uh, they they can do a pretty surprising amount of damage output. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, obviously, and, and I guess this makes sense, but the, you know, you, you watch episode one and the droids are just like falling left and right. Mm-hmm. And it definitely feels that, um, that that can happen with, uh, the droids. And so it's, it's kind of sad. I'm in, in the Star Wars stuff. Like I, I always thought that Bob, Boba Fett was, um, not super interesting and, I, I have enjoyed the Mandalorian shows, but um, in general, I, I'm not as big of a Mandalorian fan as as a lot of other Star Wars fans are, <laughs> I think. Um, but in the game, I, I do like the Mandalorians quite a bit. So, so I, I am curious. You know, each of the we we have three sets of units that are. Uh, you know, essentially four points and one with the clone troopers that are three points. What, what do you think of the clone troopers? Um, do you think that it makes sense that that's their point cost? Do you think that they're pretty good for their point cost or, or what are your thoughts on them in general? Yeah, I, at first I thought they were a little underwhelming. Um, but frankly, I, I think that opinion, um, was a little premature, uh, now that I have more more experience with the game and, and I have a cl- much much clearer idea of how it's to be played, what what does what, uh, I actually think that the clone troopers are pretty are pretty solid. Um, they they I think take a little bit of practice and with mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I do think it's important to give them a a, a fair bit of understanding that they're not going to blow they're not anakin skywalker they're not going to blow things out of the water but what they will do is is maybe a little bit um a little bit more subtle and they're really good at stacking conditions and having dealt with the full rainbow all the lucky charms of conditions it feels it's pretty rough it's not like marvel where you have to shake them off um they do fall off um but you don't always have control over when they fall off and you may it it just they they can be pretty oppressive to have all at the same time 
and being able to apply them so quickly with the clone troopers, I think is a, is pretty impactful in all honesty. And they're not, they're not too, they're pretty mobile. They're not, they're not sort of a, a, a camping, a, a space type of type of unit as much as the, uh, the robots are the droids. Yeah. I think that part of why I've liked the, the Mandalorians in general is that I kind of feel like a lot of this game for me is focused around scenario play and trying to, you know, secure um, various scenario points. And the Mandalorians tend to have some pretty good mobility with their jetpacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, if they're going forward into some of the center scenario locations, um, they are going to go down if, if enough firepower gets concentrated in on them. But uh, in general, it feels like they will last quite a bit longer than the droids, as For an sure. example. Um, you know, the Beskar armor, they're, they're rolling more defense dice and their expertise chart is just a lot better than the droids. And so... Yeah, the, well, they are a little bit more expensive, too. Yeah. I... I I thought I would be more down on the droids than I actually am. I, I actually really like the droids um, a lot more than I thought I would. They they are pretty flimsy. Um, their expertise, especially their their defensive expertise, is just real <laughs> real <laughs> real rough. Yeah. I, well, all of their expertise. I mean, they're droids. They're not experts. They, yeah. Yeah. That's they're true. Manufactured. Um, but there's a lot of, especially with things like Kalani, uh, there's a lot of of synergies, and they can start, they can really sort of be a kind of have a, a bit of a groundswell. I feel um, if you can really get get that little engine going, they're 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 pretty mobile too. I've noticed a lot of the yeah. droids and a lot of the separatists have a large amount of of support movement that. Um, is not as consistent in the same ways across the the Galactic Republic characters. Well, and being being on the larger base mm-hmm. uh, also obviously helps. Um, all right. Well, we we promised that we were going to talk about some power rankings. <laughs> so I, I'm curious. You know, I I personally have not yet had enough games to where I feel comfortable making definitive statements about things. But <laughs> what would a podcast be without uh, wild speculation based on uh, nothing but opinion? Uh, so uh, would you say that there are any characters that, that after your initial plays that you're like, I'm not sure if this one's maybe a l- maybe slightly too good or, or s- slightly not good enough? Um, I think that Asajj is possibly... is. I think she's top three of the best characters um, in the game right now, uh, including everything that, that I've seen um, released. I, and just playing with her so much, I, I think, I think she's definitely in contention for being one of, one of the strongest for sure. All, okay. all, all of the certainty. One of the, so this isn't a, this is a character that I think I'm, I'm going to give a to be, determined grade two hmm. um and that is lord maul Interesting. and i kind of feel like i'm 
there's part of me that thinks that he's going to be a character that if someone devotes a lot of play to him and kind of works on unlocking him, that I think that he could be um, really strong and a really good character. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's also the chance that someone could like go on this quest of like, I'm going to dedicate so much time to Lord Maul and I'm going to unlock him <laughs> and they're going to get to the end of that quest and be like, you know what? He's just not that good or he's not, <laughs> he's not my play style or, you know, something like that. And so he's, he's definitely a character that, um, I feel pretty intrigued with. I haven't gotten to do one more game with Maul having a, uh, a renewed and a clear, uh, appreciation and understanding for for everything that we we got uh, incorrect on our first foray. Uh, I I think I'm a, I agree. I think Maul has a lot of room to wow me uh, in equal parts to um, really uh, disappoint me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know that one of one of our mutual friends, Sung Su, he uh, he was one of the play testers for the game, and he said that. Uh, he's he's a lad who uh, just likes to move Lord Maul around the table and and kill everything. So uh, I think you're probably doing the right thing if if that's what you're doing with Maul. Yeah, that's that seems fair. <laughs> uh, I I got a lot of mileage out of Maul on the last time I played I played him. Uh, way way more, far more than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> he may have carried the game for me even above Visage. Uh, he was he was really really pretty impactful. I was calling him a super secondary because of his r- rather fragile nature, and I'm not ready to hang up that hat yet. I still think he's <laughs> kind of a super secondary, <laughs> but I will I will put like an emphasis on the super part. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you have any any final thoughts on on the core box characters? Um, I think I've heard a lot of people talk about secondaries and who they feel, at least in the core boxes, is the stronger. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure which side I'm really, I'm really confident to, to set my, my stakes on, but I, I think Bo-Katan is actually possibly the strongest secondary, uh, followed closely by Kalani, um, for for being the most impactful secondaries, I kind of underwhelmed by uh, Gar Saxon and a little underwhelmed by um, Captain Rex. I I think that I think Bo-Katan is a very powerful secondary, very powerful. All right, well that's going to wrap up our our bonus podcast. Normally this would be a sample of of what would be behind a paywall that you could subscribe to to help support the podcast and helps um, take care of some of the costs that we have with running the podcast. Um, but we're going to wrap things up here and tune in next week for our next episode. And uh, that should be, you know, post launch of the game and, and hopefully everyone will um, have ordered their, their stuff from discount games, Inc. And we'll be uh, getting, getting some play in. I know I have, and I know I will be. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and stay tuned next week. To be continued.